the biggest basketball coaching convention of. You don't work on your school. Oh, you what? You don't want them there. Oh, yeah, I'm talking. What is going on, Robin? Are you okay? Robin, Washington. Are your kids near you? Or what just happened? Husker Online. I took a lot of preparation to, to make this thing a, a flawless interview, and clearly, I still can't avoid it. Robin Washington, Husker Online. Maybe it was aliens. Maybe it was a phenomenon that we can't explain. The Connor Happer Show on 1620 The Zone. Robin Washington of HuskerOnline.com. Vaughn 3 joins us on the 42 Degrees Source Hotline. Robin, good afternoon. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. So uh, I heard you started the whole uh, booing me on Sunday. So I, oh, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was sitting up in the 300 level. I was, I'm pretty sure you, you heard me. I didn't, I, I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what happened. So here's, here's what Robin is talking about. And I got a whole bunch of tweets and people were mad at me. I was the first person that people were mad at, at the game on Sunday. And then everybody else got mad at everything else as the game went on. Um, you really set the tone. We, angry I did it, which I'm fine with. I like a little vitriol every now and then. <laughs> Um, but we had the uh, we had our dash for cash where the contestant is blindfolded and they have to, you know, be told only by the crowd where to go and find the hundred dollar bill or the envelope that has been that has been placed on the floor. And we had a person who was not doing so hot and then at the very end made a made a nice little run, but went right over the top and basically finished on all fours over the top of the envelope and I'll tell you what happened in my in my in my ears, Robin. It was it was left up to me. If I would have said, "Hey, that guy won because he was so close," then he would have gotten two hundred dollars. But I decided ultimately that I'm a man of principle, and that that was it was not a principle that I wanted to set that day. I said, "No, thank you. Please leave. Get off my court." Well, there's precedent because uh, my guy D. Wayne uh, was in a very similar situation during uh, one of the men's games, and the crowd was, you know, con- trying to convince him to give him to him. And being the man of the people that he is, he <laughs> rewarded the contestant with the prize. Uh, unlike you, who I'm not uh, influenced by outside factors, Robin. I have the focus <laughs> uh, of that it that it requires for this job to make the tough decisions. Yeah, you had the thumb teetering on the side and eventually just gave him the thumbs down, the gladiator style. Exactly. Chuck Norris, dodgeball, except for the opposite. You know, it was yeah. thumbs down. Thank you, Chuck Norris. Bleep you, Chuck Norris. That was me. Um so yeah, we, we really got it started with a little little hate right out of the right out of the gate. Which right. was... you, you provided the, the energy, you know, the 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 hornet's nest atmosphere that we needed. <laughs> exactly. Uh okay, so let's go back to the, the night before. Um so what was the biggest lead that Nebraska had over Michigan? It was 40, 45 30. to 13 or 45 to 15? 43, 13. 43-13. What an enjoyable 15 minutes of basketball that Nebraska displayed um, until they basically put on, you know, set the cruise control at 55 and then rode out the next the, the next 25 minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, that's you're not going to watch uh, a better 15 minutes. Uh, of basketball, and that's as good of a 15 minutes as I've seen Nebraska basketball play, maybe ever. Probably, and that's that's not hyperbole. There, I mean, they couldn't miss. The offense was executing at such an elite level. Not only just the shot making, but the ball movement. I mean, everything was, um, you know, 
passing up good shots for great shots. You know, all the, the things that you want to see uh, from a team um, on offense Nebraska was doing and doing to an extremely high level. And then defensively, uh, you know, they're playing with, you know, that, that edge and tenacity that has always made them so good at home this year and uh, really created the perfect storm. And Michigan's a team that, with the way that their season has gone, um, playing without Doug McDaniel, uh, who's st- still serving that weird road game-only mm-hmm. suspension, um, if you know Nebraska was able to jump on them early, there was a real good chance Michigan was just going to kind of shut it down. Well, that's exactly what happened. But Nebraska did it to the extent that uh, that game was over uh, before the under-four timeout in the first half. Getting, I, I mean, for, uh, obviously it started on the first play of the or Nebraska's first bucket of the game with Josiah Alec, you know, kind of taking it by himself and dunking on the guy and, you know, not getting called for a foul, hitting the floor. Hit Josiah Alec is. I've sort of been wondering with this team, like who's the kind of catalyst who really needs to be be going in order for Nebraska to have success. But it, and the answer is really everybody. But like Josiah Alec bringing his energy and what he brings to the table really seems to spark this team when it's going well. And you juxtapose that with what he brought to the table against Northwestern and and their loss before that, which was, I mean, nothing. He, he didn't have any rebounds. Um, and he was a monster on the boards in the first 20 minutes of that game against Michigan. Like, I, I think he's kind of low-key a, a, a pretty important catalyst for what their sort of energy level is on the on whatever given night. Well, he's such an important leader on the team, and his voice is uh, as strong as anybody's in that locker room. And then when you pair that uh, with, you know, backing it up with his actions on the court uh, and that type of production, you know, that – that's a pretty good motivator. Like you know, said, it's, it's one thing to, you know, be a rah-rah guy and, you know, try to pump people up in, in timeouts and, and, and huddles. But when you're out there, you know, making those types of plays, um, you know, that's, that's the true tone setter right there. And so that's, you know, yeah, he's, he's one of the more important guys on this team just because of the leadership component and the fact that, you know, he can do things, you know, especially with his rebounding um, that can really separate Nebraska's, chances for success you know you look at their biggest weak point one of them is rebounding and when he's rebounding at that level and bringing that kind of effort um, in the paint and you know scoring that efficiently and defending the way that he did uh, that makes Nebraska such a better team um, on both ends of the floor so yeah I mean um, he he set the tone right out of the gate that opening possession like I said two offensive rebounds and a huge dunk uh, right away coming off of that goose egg performance at Northwestern was uh, a really big deal and really kind of got uh, Nebraska shot out like a cannon um, with, with the way that he, he brought it from the opening tip. Been a little bit more consistent lately in terms of in terms of the energy, I guess, sands the first half at Northwestern. But uh, other than that, over the last like, four, basically, it's been it's been pretty good. You've you've come to maybe trust a little bit more. What What is your trust level that Nebraska um, is able to, you know, especially down the stretch here in the final six of the regular season, put together consistent effort, right? Consistent effort and energy. Whatever the, you know, whatever the numbers end up being, you know, that's one thing. But I, I really think it starts there, and especially on the defensive and, and rebounding sides of things. Like, where's your trust level at with them right now? Yeah, it's, I mean, they still got to prove it, but you. I mean, it's think- getting better, right? Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> I mean, like their last two games have been polar opposites. So yeah. I don't know where that lies with consistency. But, uh, you know, I think that the what's going to help here 
is that the schedule finally kind of eases up a little bit and it starts this week. This is their first off week since the the winter break. And so they've been just basically going, you know, every two or three days playing a game, every two or three days playing a game. And you saw it in that Northwestern game. They looked like a team that was running on empty. I mean, they were just completely gassed. Um, even before you know that, that game even hardly got going, you could just see it. They looked they look tired. You know, they looked like a team that was just, you know, completely – out of juice. And so, you know, having some time to just regroup is going to be critical. And when you talk about going on the road and, um, you know, playing with the necessary effort in those settings, when you don't have that crowd motivating you, that's, I think that's a big deal when you have fresh legs, when you're able to actually prepare and scout your opponent rather than doing, you know, uh, an off day, watching film, one practice, and then you're traveling, you know, that I think this is, this is going to help Nebraska in a lot of ways to try to have more, uh, of that consistency when they do leave uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena, because you know, I think just just being able to have the the right physical and mental preparation um, is something they just haven't had the luxury of. Whereas other teams in the Big Ten have already had under even both of their uh, allotted off weeks. So um, we'll, we'll see if they're able to capitalize on that. Um, but I think that's certainly going to to help when it comes to being able to translate all of that necessary effort from one game to the next three remaining road games in the regular season indiana ohio state in michigan uh one we already know they're going to be there's going to be an interim coach and the other two are on the extreme hot seat like i i could see that going a a variety of different ways but i guess rarely rarely you see in a season that you know is lost for both Michigan and Indiana, and now Ohio State with with their coach being fired today, and Chris Holtman, like rarely you see those teams at the end of the year really, really you know push for that extra last bit of juice. How how might that work out for Nebraska needing to probably steal one on the road in their in their final three opportunities? Certainly helps, um, you know, and the fact that they've already beaten uh, you know all three of those teams this. Seasons. I mean, one, you've shown that you're good enough to beat them. Uh, two, they're all going through their own sets of issues. And three, um, you know, I mean, for the most part, uh, you know, certainly Michigan, and we'll see kind of what happens over the next couple of weeks. But uh, you know, there's a chance that there's not going to be a whole lot left for at least two of those teams to really be playing for at this point. So, I mean, from a motivation factor, Nebraska should have a significant edge as well. So, I mean, there's plenty of opportunity still for uh, Nebraska to get that elusive road win and possibly even two, maybe mm-hmm. even three. Mm-hmm. Just consider, I mean, I think all three of those games are winnable. And you know, Nebraska's shown that, like the the road stigma. I mean, I get it; it is what it is. But like, it's not like they go on the road and just get blown out all the time. They've certainly had those dud performances, but you know, they should have beat Illinois. Should have beat Rutgers. Um, they were dominating Minnesota for twenty minutes and probably should have won that game. So like. They're clearly good enough to win these types of games, uh, you know. Especially, you know, going back to the consistency thing, if they can find a way to play with the necessary effort and attention to detail, there's not a team left on their schedule that they can't beat, and that includes those three road games. Uh, what's the mag- What's the magic number in the last uh, in the last six? Is it four or is it more? Um. Well, certainly you have to win out at home, so you know, that that right there, and then you got to get, I think, at least one. Okay, at least, one. and that gets you to Two. four, and that's twenty-one in the regular season. Yeah, so I think twenty-one, you're 
you're in a good spot. 22, I think you're in. Like, I think that's that's it. Because that means that you've won, uh, you know, you don't have a bad loss and you've won multiple road games. So, I, I like that. And you'd be 12 and 8 in the league to, at that point, too. Yeah, then you're going to Minneapolis playing for seeding, not trying to get off the bubble. So, um, that's kind of how I see it. You never know what the committee is actually thinking. Um, you know, there's been some pretty wild cases where resumes seem to be more than good enough that don't get in and, and vice versa. But, you know, I think that with the momentum Nebraska has on its side, um, if they're able to just eliminate the one hole on their resume, which is the, the conference road wins, and then maintain uh, one of the best parts of their resume, which is no bad losses, that's going to put them in a really good spot. So yeah. I'd say four minimum, five you're in. Robin Washett of HuskerOnline.com. Robin, thanks as always. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. See you later. Robin Washett of HuskerOnline.com. Check out the basketball coverage there. Not much to do this week outside of name old Nebraska ball players. Always a fun day at the office. Nebraska coming off a 20-point home win against Michigan. They will welcome in Penn State on Saturday. Take right. care of business there. You're one step closer, and then you get the opportunity to, uh, you know, put the nail in the coffin of Mike Woodson or Jawan Howard potentially on the road. Even though they're, you know, Michigan's AD said this morning that he hasn't even considered really making <laughs> a move yet. Interestingly enough, sure. not only Ohio State has considered it; they have done it already. No advantage to finding a coach, by the way, with uh, three weeks left in the season. Seems none at all. Completely, just po- pointless. Let it burn. Yeah, let it happen, and you're not gonna like the coaching carousel in college basketball doesn't happen until the final four anyway, because that's when the coaching convention is, and that's when people talk. So, like, no need. And then I saw a tweet. But good job, Ohio State. That was uh, Ohio State players can now enter the transfer portal. <laughs> I'm like. Oh, wow. Who, who would jump in the portal with three weeks left in the season? Definitely not college athletes. <laughs> that's for sure. That would never happen. Oh, that's a potential to be kind of fun there. All right, we'll come back. Um, let's, we'll go into Creighton a little bit from last night because this is the first chance we've had to really talk about anything. Um, and then we'll be joined by Kyle Perry of Nebraska Baseball at the top of the hour. Lots to come still on the Connor Hamper Show on 1620 The Zone. The Connor Happer Show. Follow us on Twitter at Happer Show for all the latest news and views. We may even say something interesting once in a while. Unlikely. Really, guys? 